Hi, this is Steve O'Mooney, and you're listening to another great show only on the 4i Radio Network. For more great shows, feel free to check out www.4iradio.com. Hey there, it's Doug. Just a heads up, both the episodes that dropped today, episodes 85 and 86, are very late. Uh, These were recorded uh, like a month to a month and a couple weeks ago in the sort of immediate wake of Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. And to be quite honest, the editing just got totally away from me, but I didn't want to leave them unreleased. Um, So I just wanted to give you that heads up because... Everybody that I have talked to has since finished the game, Um, and there's certainly some uh, stuff that we talk about, things that we wonder about, questions that we ask, that we do have the answers to now, and things that we have learned since then. So they're a little bit out of date, but they're super fun episodes, so I didn't want them to just never be released or see the light of day. Um, So I hope you enjoy them. Uh, It's (laughs) twice as much coverage as I intended to drop Uh, all at once, but hopefully that's uh, a good thing and not too overwhelming. Enjoy! Welcome to episode 85 of Victory Road, a Pokemon podcast on the 4-Eyed Radio Network. It's time for another adventure in the world of Pokemon. I'm your host, Doug, and I'm Team Gastrodon, because today we're talking about Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Of course, Victory Road is a production of the 4-Eyed Radio Network and is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs, illustration and design to fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. And as always... Please subscribe and rate this podcast wherever you are listening. Those ratings and reviews make Victory Road more visible and easier to find. I am joined today by two guest co-hosts to chat all about their first impressions of Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. The first is my co-host on Walloping Web Snappers, a Spider-Man podcast, and Falling with Style, an ongoing Pixar movie marathon. It's Derek. Welcome, Derek. Hello. How's it going? (laughs) It's going good. It's going good. This time you're here to actually uh, like discuss a topic as opposed to just like listen to me babble on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I was I was on there before that for uh, that's true ep- for the episode that I was on specifically because I didn't know much of anything about Pokemon. So. I know, which is great, which is great, yeah. and we will revisit in just a moment. But we're joined by another uh, friend of both of ours. My second guest co-host is one of the co-hosts of Distant Echoes, a Star Wars podcast, and he joined me a couple months back to chat first impressions of Pokemon Unite. Welcome back, Tommy. Hello there. I am so How's happy going? to be here. Uh, it's good. <laughs> I was, I'm literally, I, I'm not making this up. I was like smiling ear to ear when you, when you said brilliant diamond and shining pearl. So that should tell you all you need to know about how excited oh, awesome. I am right now. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh God, you're, you're so much more enthusiastic than my intro was. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm so tired because I stayed up late playing this game last night. I was going to say, part, cause part since it, the so. game drops, you haven't slept a wink. Yeah, honestly, it feels like that today. Well, what's what, one thing that's funny is that Derek, you you mentioned this already. You were initially on this show as a guest specifically because you were out of the world of Pokemon for like multiple generations, uh, and then since then, 
you ended up <laughs> getting like neck deep in Pokemon Unite, which is actually what Tommy was last on here for. And now you're like fully entrenched back in the core series. So <laughs> yeah. it's been a beautiful character journey and arc that you've had here on this uh, show just as a guest <laughs> yeah thanks guys it's y'all's fault so <laughs> we did it yeah and i've since fallen off completely off of uh pokemon Unite, so the... i actually just got up to uh rank ultra right before this Ooh. came oh right for this so Yep. I still yep. see you popping on there, and I'm like, damn, he's, like, very committed to that game. Um, I don't know if I'd call it a commitment as much as just an addiction. I think it's uh, problematic at this point, but, you know. I shouldn't be laughing, but I, I, oh, gosh, I know that struggle just grinding on so many just endless <laughs> games. God. <laughs> well, so with that, to catch up with both of you, is there anything in the – this might be a weird question because, like, a game just dropped, but – is there anything in the world of Pokemon that's been piquing your interest lately, if not just Pokemon at Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl? My answer was going to also be Pokemon Unite, and we just talked about that. <laughs> so, that's it. <laughs> what's what's it was the latest? The latest thing was Decidueye, right? Has Decidueye actually dropped, or is it still just in the announcement phase? Uh oh my like god! I think the that dropped Archer one. Yeah, I think that dropped right. Right before, yeah, yeah, I think that was the last thing that happened right before I kind of paused playing it for this game. I think <laughs> there was definitely a new Pokemon, but I didn't pay any attention to who it was because I played yeah. for like a couple of games with it. So I think that's who it was. I don't even recognize that name. That's going to be a problem when we're talking today is that I still don't know most Pokemon names. <laughs> and even the ones that I've caught, I just nicknamed them immediately and still don't know what they're called. So that will be a continuing thread, probably. It's okay. So I, I think yes. I call the I call them all by like I, I pr- mispronounce their names unintentionally. So I, we'll, we'll we'll be in the same boat, Derek. Beautiful. Cool. I mean, if you haven't watched the anime and I haven't seen most of it, there's no way to know how to pronounce anything, <laughs> like at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's one um, that I in this very game that I just after this many years I still was like, wait, am I saying this correctly? Um, cause I thought of a whole new way to say it and I was like, I'm gonna have to check the anime. So it's fine. None of us are going to say any of the names, right? It's beautiful. I only Yay. learned how to say Arceus <laughs> and I had to pause cause I was like, is that how to say it? Uh, it, it recently when they announced like the newest game, because you know, everybody was pronouncing it a certain way and I was like, Oh, I guess I've just been saying it wrong all of my life. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's it's never going to end. I mean, even in the latest generation, just the other day, somebody proposed to me that it should not be pronounced Zacian. It should be pronounced Zacian because it would be Cyan and Magenta, Zamazenta and Zacian. And I was like, I never thought to pronounce it that way. So if that's correct, I've never said it correctly. Interesting. Yeah. Somebody tell me if they know. I just looked up Decidueye too, and that is the one that was last in the game. So you were right. I was, I was like, did I really miss something? Um, <laughs> I don't, don't even recognize that word. Like, I just had to have Google uh, yeah. autofill it. That's how totally like tapped out I am on the names of any Pokemon. So <laughs> <laughs> it's a cool looking Pokemon, though. Yeah. Never seen it before until until that game. It does mean that's another one from Pokémon Tournament that has been added to Pokemon Unite. Um, and I think that puts it at like five or six or something crossover Pokemon. So it'll be interesting to see how many of those, uh, which is a one-on-one fighting game. Uh, oh, okay. How many I was of those? Going to ask end you up... what that is. <laughs> <laughs> how many of those end up in, in Unite? We'll see. Cool. 
Well, Tommy, uh, is there anything on your end in the world of Pokemon that's been piquing your interest lately? Oh, God. I mean, honestly, like, I've been so excited for <laughs> for these remakes. <laughs> but I will say, so right before, and, and I say right before kind of loosely, it was more kind of summerish. Uh, I was, I did a, um, I did my first kind of true Nuzlocke. Uh, and it was Ooh. it was Pokemon Diamond, um, and so that's kind of been piquing my interest. Uh, I, I'm doing kind of a Nuzlocke light right now with with the newest game. So I think just generally Pokemon challenges, I've been super I was interested wondering. in. I was wondering if you were doing some sort of challenge because I saw your squad, and one of them was a second. And I yep. wasn't sure if that was a reference to another like a previous game you'd played, or if you were doing some sort of challenge. So funny enough. It's both. Um, uh, in the the original Nuzlocke I was doing in Diamond, uh, you were talking about Benny too. So my mm-hmm. my Bronzor I had in my original Nuzlocke, and I named it Benny. And then I got another one in this this game, and we can talk about it later. But bad bad stuff happened, uh, and I oh, lost no. that uh, Benny. And then I found another one, and I was so excited, and so I just had to name it Benny too. Um, but I'm, I'm doing like a, a really loose rule set because I don't want it to be like too yeah. grindy and too like annoying because I really want to enjoy the game. But um, but yeah, I mean, I've just been like super. I mean, we talked about this uh, a while ago as well, but there I was really super into like po- Pokemon randomizer and doing like mm-hmm. randomizer Nuzlocke runs and like super difficult uh, different things like that. So I've just been like. Uh, I, my brain's been going just wild like with these like different types of challenges <laughs> and things like that and then on top of that i've been doing um i've been brewing up in my brain a way to do a pure donkey kong family run <laughs> on like one of the games and it has to be like all yeah. monkey or ape kind of pokemon and i'm trying to figure out how to do that so nothing oh, like specific well, in pokemon just stuff inside of my brain yeah. that i'm thinking about <laughs> Well, our our resident Pokemon professor here at Victory Road, Professor Spruce, uh, would be thrilled at an all primate run. That's his area of, of expertise. Hell yeah, <laughs> Derek. Do you know what a, a Nuzlocke run is? <laughs> Does that mean anything to you? I think to- is that the th- Tommy mentioned it to me. I think is that the one where if they get if they faint, they're dead. Is that is that yep. what that is? Yeah, that's yep. that's part of it. And then they, there's a lot of different like rules that you can self impose. It, it is what we were yeah. talking about the other day, Derek. But essentially, it's like usually the the standard one is like you. A lot of the variations are you catch the first Pokemon on the first on on each the first Pokemon you find on each route. Um, and then you can't like go back to those routes and things like that. And if a Pokemon faints, you have to release it or send it to a box or something like that. Um, and then there's other different rule sets that you can kind of add in uh, there. I'm being really relaxed with mine, so I'm not I'm not making myself catch the first Pokemon. I'm letting myself see like what else is out there and kind of forming the team how I want it. But I am kind of sticking to uh, the more hard, like the if they faint, you have to release them. So that's mm-hmm. been kind of difficult. <laughs> Oh, I would have released a lot of Pokemon at a certain point in this game. <laughs> that sounds truly miserable and torturous, and I don't know why you people put yourselves through that. It's, have fun. Well, it is all of those things, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done a, a true Nuzlocke. I think I started a true Nuzlocke at one point, um, but I started it as like a replay of the first generation, which was a really terrible choice, so I stopped. But the the other... I have done like much much easier challenges i did do my fairy type mono or my fairy monotype run recently 
Um, and then I did start a uh, Avatar The Last Airbender Water Nation challenge in mm. Pokemon Pearl recently. And that's like, um, it's a much even more forgiving like type challenge where each nation <laughs> is assigned a certain group of types and you can only use those types. That's fun. Yeah, I just yeah, I just love. I mean, for me, it, it's it's it lends replayability to these games. That exactly. Can, like, yeah. Sometimes be super grindy. I mean, um, mm. and it also just like adds an element of surprise, even if it's terrible. I mean, legitimately, when my Bronzor, which has quickly become one of my favorite Pokemon, weirdly, um, <laughs> died the other day. It was after I did like a reset because I used a rare candy and it was at a stupid time. And I was like, wait, that was dumb. And I was like, I'm just going to do a sh- like a soft reset, you know, and, and kind of go back. Mm-hmm. And then I fought like one of the same trainers and I just completely spaced and I got one shot by like a revenge or something like that. And I was just like, I just, <laughs> my jaw dropped and I was like, I'm gonna cry right now <laughs> like this it like creates narratives because yeah. one of the rules that i always see is like you have to nickname them yep it's like part of the emotional impact yep <laughs> and that's that was the whole thing too like with mine is like you have to name them is so that's why there's that's why there was the benny too of like I, mm-hmm. I found my second bronzor and i was like well he has to honor mm-hmm. the first benny <laughs> yeah yeah i think f- I, that's it that's definitely it for me it's it's replayability but it's also the like the memory aspect of it. Like I very recently, one of the reasons that I'm replaying the games, but one of the reasons I'm also trying to do challenges and stuff is I recently got like really nostalgic and sad about my early, you know, red and blue, gold and silver, Ruby Sapphire plays because I like couldn't remember who my teams were. And I always like, anytime I, I hear people talk about like the original teens, I'm like, Oh man, I wish I like as a kid had documented it some way, like mm-hmm. it, just so I could even remember if I still had my old car or like cartridges. Cause I don't. Um, and so I wanted ways to like, remember them better. And I still can name most of my like fairy team. Yeah. Um, which is weird to me. Cause I usually forget like immediately. It's like made me more intentional. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Same here. I think, I think that that, I, again, it's just the narrative piece of it. Like it adds just like an, an added kind of element um, into it as well. So, yeah. Nice. Well, uh, I suppose we've already sort of touched on it. We've we've mentioned some of the things we're doing in Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. So let's just talk about Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. It's why we're all here. <laughs> so if you somehow hadn't heard, uh, there's a new Pokemon game out called Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Pokemon Shining Pearl. And they are the, for a very long time now, uh, hotly asked for uh, remakes of the 2007 core series entries, Diamond version and Pearl version. Um, And they are the first core series. This is just an interesting like production thing that folks may or may not have noticed depending on what they're paying attention to. But it's the first core series entry not developed by Game Freak themselves, which is interesting. They've never done a core series game that wasn't their own Game Freak team. It's the first time Game Freak's ever handed that control over. Like, their spinoff games are developed by other people, but never something as highly anticipated or asked for as this. Interesting. Yes. Um, It also, and this is probably because it wasn't Game Freak, um, but it is described by the Pokemon company as a faithful remake um so it's it's meant to be as one-to-one as possible when scaling up i guess uh but that's notable because the last remakes they did which were remakes of ruby and sapphire were like very much not faithful remakes by most accounts for the better Hmm. so it's just interesting the direction they've gone in here (laughs) 
Okay. Yeah, and I know that there were some because originally Diamond and Pearl, like there was there were some elements that Platinum when that was released, Platinum kind of improved upon, and I think there was a lot of like, are they going to bring in elements from uh, Pokemon Platinum? And it sounds like they didn't do that because they were trying to be as faithful to Diamond and Pearl. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm guessing as they could. Yeah, that's I'm, I I would assume so. It's just wild because Platinum is still considered like one of the best. Yeah pokemon entries i still haven't played it i have it. it's on my list like after this because then i can work through my chronology still but from everything i've heard it's like one of the best if not the best pokemon game so i don't know yeah i'm in the same boat I've, um, I, I've heard a lot of that too but never actually played that one myself well derek i'm so happy yeah. that you're here today <laughs> because uh-huh. if i remember correctly and i i do but podcasting <laughs> talk i guess right um the last the last pokemon games you played in the core series were Ruby and Sapphire, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like I had so like, I, and those are, I mean, and actually not even Ruby, just Sapphire. That's the only one that I had. I don't think I ever touched Ruby. Um, Yeah. I mean, I had like, I had, I, I, the only handheld Nintendo console I ever had until switch was a game boy advance. Mm -hmm. So I, I didn't ever had the original game boys, but I had a friend who let me play some of his, yellow and maybe a little bit of red or blue, but I didn't play much of either of that. And then, mm-hmm. and then he basically let me play like he got gold and silver and he played gold and basically let me just like, whenever we hung out, silver was just my game essentially. Oh hell yeah. Um, which was pretty yeah, cool. Awesome. And I mean, he got a lot of it cause that meant that we could just like, he could get all the <laughs> trades from silver yeah. and everything. Um, so I, I kind of played it that way, but then, so Sapphire was the one that was like, I have the console for this finally, and I can play this <laughs> by myself. And so that's the one um, that's like ingrained in my memory. But then I didn't get a DS after that. So uh, <laughs> that was where I stopped. Um, I think I think in um, in like college, I like played like I, I got my hands on like leaf green and fire red or something like that. Mm. Um, and maybe even emerald. So like I played a little bit of those, but I, I never, I didn't play a lot of them. Um, and I just, cause I just didn't have time, I guess. And then never, never touched other Pokemon games. So yeah, I mean, for all intents and purposes, Sapphire was the last like mainline one I, I played. And then I was pretty tapped out of the whole universe ever since then until now, um, <laughs> which is, it's funny. Cause I, I only got sold on this because I I was just sort of I have a switch so I'm like I can play my like I can play the current Pokemon games now right so that's cool um, and you'd and like, mentioned po- it before too I think like it was something you had considered yeah or sort of like convinced that like it'd probably happen eventually yeah I figured I would play like Sword and Shield eventually because I I didn't get my switch until after that had come out so it wasn't like I was you know, in it with day one. So I was sort of like, I don't know, maybe when it goes like, it's like discounted at some point, I'll like get short sword and or shield and, and play that and like get back into Pokemon. But that just like hasn't, hadn't happened. And then Unite came and it was free and I was like, I'll play that. And then I'm like, Pokemon's really cool. I should, I definitely <laughs> should. Um, and then, so the timing just sort of worked out that I feel like I was sort of like fully in on it when this was coming out. Um, and I don't know if I even would have been sold on it if it not for Tommy telling me that like, yeah, it's just about like, time and space and like time travel stuff and creating the universe. And I was like, what does that even mean? I had, okay, I guess I'll play it. Um, and that pretty much sold me on it. I didn't know until after the fact that this was the generation after Ruby and Sapphire. So it did feel kind of fitting that it's sort of like, 
my re-entry point into the franchise is like <laughs> still kind of weirdly continuing where yeah. I left off. No, absolutely. That's my favorite piece of this story. Cause you had, you had told me you were going to get them. And I like, I just thought it was like an offhand sort of like thing where I was like, Oh, well that's cool. Like how fitting that you're picking up right where you left off. And you were like, wait, really? <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you will yeah, effectively that's how be tapped out, picking the story right back up. Not that they're all connected or anything, but <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's still interesting though, because like, I know that, that they've, you know, the games have sort of progressed and changed pretty substantially in a lot of the mechanics. So like, this made it really perfect. I feel like because I'm playing it now and it's making me realize how much like playing Sapphire was like burned into my brain because there's so much of like, I'm honestly, it's interesting that it is like such a one-to-one remake because I can see like, Oh, this does just feel like I'm playing Sapphire again, just like slightly Mm -hmm. updated, you know? Um, and, and it's, it's actually weird how much I, I realize I remember from it that I didn't realize I remembered from it. Um, I, I guess because I just put in that many hours into it at the time, but yeah, uh, and and I guess, you know it probably left that much of an impression on me since it was it was even though it wasn't my first Pokemon game, it was the first Pokemon game I played that was like one hundred percent my game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I I guess it's just like imprinted on me. So like, there's been a nice like bit of like pretty significant amount of nostalgia playing this. Like it's really hooked me and brought me right back to what 2003 or was it i don't i don't remember when it came out around then right um sapphire so like it's brought me back to that even though i'm playing a game that i've literally never played a remake of a game that i've literally never (laughs) played before it's taking it's still taking me back like way beyond that since because it is so similar to it since it was the generation right after that is that is interesting because i think even though these are like modern day remakes i do think they either intentionally or incidentally like preserved uh, like certain elements aesthetically, but also gameplay wise and just all around that feel like these were from 2007, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Like all the, (laughs) all the rooms and the buildings are so empty. There's like no props or anything, you know, like they didn't add a bunch of extraneous background material because they could, like, Mm -hmm. it feels like an old game where they have a limited amount of like sprites that they could use. (laughs) And even just like the graphic design of it all, like they use borders that we would never use now. Like if you play sword and shield uh, and even let's go, those are like very flat graphic design. Like they're not using borders. They're not using shadows. It's all very straightforward, like circles, rectangles, all that sort of stuff. This like fully embraces the like, no, we're going to put borders on everything. Maybe we'll shadow text some stuff. Um, We'll have just weird sort of like almost dated, but almost retro at this point, like gaming vibes. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. Even when like, I don't know if y'all noticed this, but when like the end, like when you have the moments where like you're following an NPC, it does the mm-hmm. very like rigid, you know, like, uh, you know, you can only go in these directions. You can't go like diagonally yeah. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It does that as well, where you're like following a very set rigid path, which is like, yeah. at first I was kind of like, what, what is happening right now? But then yeah. I was like, actually, yeah. you know what? This is like, this probably makes total sense. Like it, it just feels yeah. like the way the game should feel. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, or when there's like a tutorial, they show you like the longest, most complicated way in the menu instead of like maybe the shortcut. And I'm like, oh, probably because the shortcut was implemented for the switch. Like I think when you're <laughs> when you're shown how to throw a Pokeball, instead of just pressing X that like, yeah. you can do now, like they go all the way into the menu. And I'm just oh. like, I like that they preserve that because it feels so old school I now. Didn't even register that. That's so funny. That 
Yeah. They go all the way into the bag and select yeah. it. I still like this is an aside, but I still at certain points I'll, I'll like find myself trying to go in there uh, and like trying to go into my bag to find the Pokeball. And I'm like, oh, wait, I can just hit X. That's right. <laughs> One of my favorite quality of life improvements mm-hmm. for sure uh, from yeah. the past, you know, couple years or so. Um, Tommy, your experience though is very different because you've kept up with the core series games right uh in a sense like throughout yeah i mean so it's actually kind of funny uh for me diamond and pearl were i I actually owned diamond uh that was like that was like the last of the like core series games that i i kind of like bought and i was like i'm gonna you know stick with this and it was right around the time i think we were going to college and Mm -hmm. i like picked it up and played it for a while and I never actually like played all the way through it. Um, and then I like took a long break from playing Pokemon. And then it wasn't actually, I didn't actually finish the game and like beat the Elite Four and everything until I did my mm-hmm. Nuzlocke more recently for Diamond. Oh, damn. Um, yeah. So like I had it and I just, I just kind of like set it aside. And then after that, it's when I was like, well, I guess before that, I was like kind of still getting like really reintroducing myself back into Pokemon because I was playing sword and shield and stuff like that. Um, but then it was like, okay, I'm like diving, you know, fully back into the deep end, like on everything. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then there was a couple games too, that I like missed and had to go back and replay like um, X and Y and stuff like that. And um, sun and moon, which I still actually haven't finished, but um, it's kind of on my list to like fully f- finish those at some point but but yeah i actually took like a long break from from diamond and pearl and then when they announced i think it was around the time that they announced they were remaking it or maybe it was something else that kind of prompted me and i was like i really want to go back and replay this um but i did and ever since then i've been like i don't know why i stopped playing this because this might actually be my favorite in the series (laughs) like oh wow yeah (laughs) like it's it's i have loved it that's what's so fun about this generation is like my experience with it this this very easily could have been the generation that like put me into sort of a a like falling out state because i was so hard on this game when it first came out i for a long time even probably to date would have considered these like probably my least favorite um across generations i don't know if that's still necessarily true but i was so hard on it um and i don't know that if i hadn't been playing it with other people like in my freshman college dorm if i would have finished it (laughs) Mm. um but i'm glad that i did and i actually got to the point where i was very excited for these ones um so i i'm i'm totally enjoying myself uh, for sure okay i'm so curious because i've heard this for so long because i've heard people be really hard on sapphire and also like didn't like the generation after that I don't understand what people don't like about these these generations. Like considering yeah. how close this is to Sapphire, it all feels wrapped in. Always heard that, but I've never heard people like voice exactly why. It's just like I didn't like it. I even somebody even told me that the other day when I was tweeting about it. it was just like, oh yeah, I don't, I never didn't play those at the time because I didn't like. I just, I just didn't like them. I like they're Pokemon games. What are you talking about? I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think. A lot of those, I I would venture to guess that a lot too, if not most of those people are just falling prey to the same thing that so many people who used to be into something who consider themselves having grown out of it are probably doing. Because if if their distaste for the direction of Pokemon games started at Ruby and Sapphire, well, then they just, they just want Pokemon to be red and blue. Like, and and they just, they grew out of it and they, for some reason, can't say they grew out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's my guess because Ruby and Sapphire introduced like 
a, a conventional like narrative element to yeah. the game that wasn't just like collect badges, become champion. That's why I liked it so much. It was yeah. like end of the world stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that was I was wild. Yeah, I mean that's where the stories began. That's where like the sort of like uh, almost now to this point comically tropish sort of like pokemon end of the world story that's like where it was born that's like the first time they really did that sure <laughs> you know it, so it was yeah. a huge deal and then this one was the first one on ds i was hard on it because i saw the jump to ds as a potential for pokemon games to sort of like revolutionize themselves and they i i don't think they necessarily did in the way that i was imagining and so then i was like unfairly harsh on it you know for all the things gotcha. it didn't do as opposed to paying attention to the things it did do but i think i think a lot of people are very fond of this this generation i i know a number of nice. people say it's their favorite um rye who was on the podcast uh, a few weeks or a few episodes ago uh said it's like her favorite generation she like absolutely loves it and like credits it with like i think if i'm remembering correctly like really cementing her love of like all things pokemon um and just like what it could do so like people have very like strong positive feelings towards it too generally speaking um, I think X and Y, Sun and Moon, and to a degree, like, Black and White are the ones, like, that chunk, I think, get a lot of the most shit. Yeah, um, gotcha. But any generation's going to get shit for doing something different than the last one, except for Gold and Silver, because it was just a continuation of the first. Yeah, sure. It, Every other generation's been shit on and I think, plenty. Sense. I think Diamond and, <laughs> Diamond and Pearl specifically, uh, like, from what I've seen, a lot of the discourse online has been, or had been platinum like fixing a lot of like the plot details and i was like well Mm -hmm. so then it sounds like you just like the elements that they added in not necessarily that you disliked the the original core games like that was that was what a lot of people would say is like oh you know platinum like added like the distortion world and like all this kind of stuff dude distortion world (laughs) what does that even mean yeah oh well sounds cool (laughs) well I mean, if it's going to like spoil something for for this one, then I don't, don't tell me. think it will spoil anything for this. But I don't know for sure because I've been avoiding looking up anybody who's made it to the end or post game. So I don't know. I apologize. I didn't know what to say and what not to say. <laughs> You're fine. I truly I, don't like, know where those words this don't mean anything. Story goes. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Every every uh, everything I know about this game is that it's just like space and time, and it feels like an episode of Doctor Who is what what this game <laughs> sounds like. Honestly, well, like <laughs> I, so, I, so I'm like I really have no idea what to. I know I'm going to eventually have to catch a legendary, and that's going <laughs> to do something with space and time. I guess that's all. That's where I'm at at this point. Yeah. <laughs> You've seen the statue, and you know that that legendaries must be involved somehow. <laughs> Yeah, right, right. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I never really think about, like, the phrases that mean absolutely nothing. Like, like what about ultra wormhole, Derek? What do you think that means? That sounds hella <laughs> rad, I think. Z-move. What do you think about Z-move? <laughs> Z-move? Okay, well, that sounds, a less, that sounds less rad to me personally, but... <laughs> How about ultra beasts? <laughs> that sounds pretty cool. Is that, are they related to the ultra wormholes? They are, yeah. <laughs> okay, I, I would hope so. <laughs> I I think for me, like, well, I, you know what we haven't done is, like, where is everybody? How how far along is everybody by whatever measure? I guess badges is probably the first place to start to gauge where folks are at or how far along they've been. I have three gym badges. Okay. I'm currently nice. on my way to Pastoria City. Got it. That's where I am right now. Or I'm just I'm heading out of Pastoria, I think. So four badges for me. 
Y'all are both further than me. I have uh, two badges right now. Um, cool. Wow. I know. I know. It's fun. I, it's one of my coworkers. It's this is completely random, but I was like, because uh, I know that she had got the game, so I was like, I was like, hey, I was like, how you know what? How have you been doing? She's like, oh, I played it for way too long, and I was like, yeah, what's way too long? She's like, I beat the Elite Four. <laughs> I was like, oh my, oh my god. god. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's cool. That's, <laughs> I, that's wild. Yeah. Because, like, like, honestly, I'm surprised that I even have four badges at this point. And I think the only reason is because I so recently played Pearl. So, like, some of the things that that I found really confusing when I was playing Pearl or really slow going when I was playing Pearl, I'm able to, like, blast past a little bit because it's so in recent memory. But one of the things that really struck me when I was playing Pearl and then now Brilliant Diamond is, like, I forgot how much distance and time is between the first few gyms. Oh, yeah. Like, in Gold and Silver, you can play through, like, the first four gyms in, like, a few hours. Yeah, super like, quick. It, they are so close together. Mm-hmm. This one, not at all. Like, everything has something between it. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I, I feel like some of the routes, too, are, like, brutally long. Um yeah. I, I'm doing this thing where like I'm not going back. Like once I start on a route to a new city, I'm not going back to like the Poké Center. <laughs> uh, and so, oh why gosh, are Tommy. you doing this? This <laughs> make this game sound so for miserable. a first playthrough too. I mean, I guess technically it's a replay through because it's a remake. But <laughs> I specifically told Kyle, I was like, I'm not doing any challenges for my first playthrough <laughs> of BDSP. Like I just want to, I just want to like play it as if I were a child. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm absolutely loving it because also too because like I'm not the type of person who like memorizes games or anything like that so like i mm-hmm. like it's no speed strats yeah like it's some of it is still like just like popping out and i'm like oh i forgot this was here um like i just got to like the the battle cafe and i was like oh that's right there's all these people that i can battle and have to battle now mm-hmm. <laughs> um mm-hmm. but like i i because of that um i've noticed like how long some of the routes are like just between going like from city to city and i'm like oh my god i'm like i should be at a new city Mm -hmm. now but the route is like still going on or it's like you go through (laughs) a route and then it's cave right after and then it's like a little more of the route and i feel like it's much like you were saying it's (laughs) it's much longer than like gold and silver and things like that yeah yeah I guess, like, just generally first impressions then. Like, I guess, Derek, to start with you, because this is a new a new story, new game, new region, all that for you, like, and, and a return to the, the series, basically. Like, how are you enjoying it so far? I'm loving it, dude. It's great. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's exactly what I wanted from it. I think this is such a weird observation, but I do think, like, having been sort of outside of the whole universe and franchise and world and everything, going back into it, considering it's like a game like a tactical game about fighting and stuff it is so striking like how nice everybody in the game (laughs) is like every single character is just so nice Mm -hmm. and pleasant like and i kind of like forgot about that i feel like and like obviously it's like a children's game so nobody they're not gonna be nasty but it's still just like it does feel so dis it does it does feel so distinct like i don't know if i've ever played a game like that where they do have like the just the sort of pleasantness always even the villains are like polite to you you know um amidst amidst like a game that has so much fighting and battling and everything yeah. like, i think that that whole vibe is really nice and 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 i don't i didn't realize that i had missed that but i definitely did and appreciate that a lot that's such a good point and it it, it puts words to something i think i've been trying to vocalize for like months now where like i've been wanting to play something that was pokemon like but it doesn't need to be 
a monster collecting game or an RPG. Like I was trying to put my hand, like my finger on what the vibe of Pokemon is. And I think that's a huge element of it, right? Like you're fighting, but everybody's so nice. Yeah. So it has yeah. like combat elements or strategy elements, but like your enemies are never actually enemies. And there's something yeah. sort of refreshing about that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I like that a lot. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, but no, I'm really enjoying it. I do think that like, I, I am, I'm very curious and we don't have to, this doesn't have to become like a, a, a long list of questions things, but I, I you do can have ask a lot as many of, as you need to. I, fine. I, I do have a lot of questions that'll pop up and just be like, is this a new thing that they added in the original version or is it a new thing that they're adding on the switch? But it sounds like this is a pretty, since it's a, such a one-to-one remake, they're not adding a lot of like features. They're just sort of like updating graphics and some quality of life things. Um, right. Well, like, yes, but the quality of life things I would say are very significant. Mm-hmm. So like, okay. They, they brought a number of quality of life improvements from sword and shield over to brilliant diamond and shining pearl. And I think sword and shield has some of the best and biggest leaps in quality of life. Gotcha. Like of any Pokemon game. And some people like, don't like those improvements, right? So like yeah. the experience all that's that that's everybody new. gets and it even if they don't battle. God, because I love Pearl it. Was, I was so much grindier than I remembered it being. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't as bad as grinding in like blue. Blue was like genuinely not fun to replay at certain points because I was grinding so much. But I you know, even even ten years later, like they were still pretty committed to that grind life. And I'm so glad the experience share is back. I do understand people's point and agree that you should be able to turn it off if you want to, but I'm Mm -hmm. so glad that it's there from the get go. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I had no idea that was a thing and it was, I was very pleasantly surprised. It's a very new thing. Yeah. Your, your whole team, you can keep your whole team pretty evened out level wise. It's uh, yeah, yeah, I love it. (laughs) Yeah. I still, I don't know. I'm very for it. Yeah. I I am too, but I don't know if y'all are like this. It, I still find myself like switching like lower levels like Pokemon to like the front just because I'm like, well, I need to. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Switch training is still yeah, like so it's because if you need sure. to like really grind yeah. somebody like quick, like if you if you find out who like who the gym leader is and you're like, well, shoot, that I have a huge hole in my team. Right. You're still yeah. going to want to switch grind somebody right. or switch. Yeah. Train are you somebody. Trying, or are you trying to evolve someone? Yeah. Just to get them out of your party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ooh, ooh, there's a peak. There's a peak in, in a question that I, I have. So like. Yeah. I was going to ask both of you this. I guess I'm still asking both of you, but Tommy, I I, I know the answer based on how you're playing this game. Uh-huh. Um, your Pokedex is going to be very limited by the end of your challenge well, so, based on how you're doing things, right? Yeah. So what I, I what I'm planning to do is like once I get to like end game, then it's like I can yeah. do whatever. You know what I mean? Like then it's like yeah, yeah, right, yeah. yeah then, then the challenge. Post game is a sandbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, that's that's true. Um, but I but with um. With Diamond and Pearl, it's it's based on just encountering the Pokemon. It's not actually based on catching them, where I know that, like, other games... Oh, my gosh. It's based... Tommy. What? This is one of my least favorite things that a couple Pokemon games did, where, like, if you've seen it, it counts it as part of your yeah. Pokedex. And I'm like, I want to know how many I've caught. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you can oh, look that yeah. up, but... Yeah. Um... It, it, it was one of the things... <laughs> it's funny, when I went back to play Diamond, I was like... And I was doing a Nuzlocke, I was like, well, I'm not going to be able to do some things uh sorry i'm I'm catching myself and not like <laughs> i'm like i'm not gonna be able to do like there's certain things that you know sure i might be, not be able to fill out my decks or whatever but then i started like seeing i was like well, my decks is like filling out like really quickly and i realized it was because it, it is counted yeah. it is the one where it's like counted by the the pokemon that you see but you 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 can't catch most things that you're encountering no uh but 
Derek, you can catch whatever you want. So like, are you catching, what's your, what's your strategy right now? Are you catching anything that you're not recognizing or is it literally just like, Mm -hmm. I like you and I want you? No, I catch everything that I mean, I try to catch everything. I, I don't have any intention of like, forcing myself to fully complete you know 100 completed or anything <laughs> but i want but you know i yeah I, I i like to have it as complete as i can um as as i'm able to so like i never if i see a pokemon that i don't own i don't skip it like i, I at least try to catch mm-hmm. it um yeah yeah i don't know the only thing that i I, I I don't really care as much about is like all the the sort of crazy stuff you have to do with like trading back and forth and everything in order to get some some other mm-hmm. ones. Um, like there's certain ones that I want to do. I do want to evolve my Onyx into a Steelix, so I might hit, hit up somebody to <laughs> yeah. do that trade so I can yeah. evolve them because I do have the item for it. I can do it anytime. Um, but but other than that, like if I have specific purposes, it's more just going to be like catch stuff as it as it occurs. I don't know. I it also depends on my mood though too. Like sometimes I'm just like I'm just gonna avoid this wild grass for a while because I don't feel like dealing with that and I want to yeah. continue the story. Like I'm not a big stickler for it either way. But then there are times when I just also do feel like just catching some Pokemon or googling what the weird backwards thing you have to do to get somebody to evolve a certain way <laughs> yeah. just to do it. Um, yeah, there's still yeah. certain. Yeah. I I don't know how I didn't know about this, but there's like. And I won't say exactly what it is, but there's like a Pokemon, like there's a way to get a specific Pokemon to appear. And it's like, there's a bunch of different steps you have to go through that I didn't even know was a thing uh, for this Pokemon. And it's not legendary or anything like that, but it's some, this, oh my, so I, you probably know which one I'm I'm thinking of, Doug. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. It could be, it could be a a couple different things. Cause like. Uh, after the first two generations, I stopped trying to fill a Pokedex entirely because like, especially when you get to like generations four, which is what these are five and six, that some of the wild things you have to do just to even find a Pokemon mm-hmm. that you're not even guaranteed to catch are just like completely yeah. bananas and unbelievable. Like Kyle is doing a challenge. It's like a cross generational challenge where he has to catch everything from its original game. So, like, he has oh, to have wow. an Eevee from Red and Blue. He has to have a Dunsparce from Gold and Silver. He has to have, you know what I mean? Like, he can't catch it in a later generation. And so some of the mm-hmm. things he has to do in order to get them in their original generation Gosh. is wild. <laughs> because they all end up more common in later generations. So, like, Pokemon that only appear on six squares of the entire map of the game. Like, just ridiculous stuff like that where you're like what yeah well and i will say speaking just jumping back to like quality of life stuff i think that mm-hmm. the what they've done with the grand underground in brilliant diamond and shining pearl i think does help a little bit out with that as well because i know yeah. that you can find different pokemon in and i don't know i'm i'm not an expert at all on like how the the pokemon appear in the grand underground now but like i know that you can find different ones and like different even pokemon from different generations and things like that Uh in the grand underground so i think that's kind of like a quality of life improvement too because again i don't know if this if it's like this for the you know weird trades and you know different things you have to do if some of those ones pop up but i know that there's like lots Mm -hmm. of different stuff that shows up there 
Yeah, yeah. It's it's actually like some of the quality of life improvements that they made actually like are the are the things that really bring it further away from one to one than they initially described it because like the grand underground is largely reworked yeah and then like contests are completely different yeah and basically oh, I think those are just really? because like yeah contests are totally different I was shocked um, than they were in Diamond and Pearl yeah I would because. Are- were the I, original contests closer to like the Ruby and Sapphire era of contests? Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Were they a little bit more strategic? It's like right, a, yeah. a weird sort of like logic game kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is more of a rhythm game, but I think, I think it's, it's there though. I think they had quality of life in mind for some of those things. Yeah. I don't really know how that affects the contest other than just like the, the, I guess the barrier to entry for maybe younger folks, mm-hmm. but like, well, I guess we were in high school. I was going to say like, I figured out the contest just fine, but as a teenager, um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, it's like, it's the, it's the experience share. The grand underground opens up possibilities for Pokemon that you wouldn't be able to find otherwise, uh, like until very late in the game or just from other generations. I think that's maybe where some of the stuff they added to platinum ended up. Um, one of the mm. funny things about diamond and pearl, it's not even funny. It, it, it's only funny because it's so absurd and I, I can't, I cannot wrap my head around why this would have been like the approved way to go. But in Diamond and Pearl, the original ones, the only fire Pokemon you could access before beating the Elite Four were the Starter and Ponyta. And that's it. Oh, yeah. Like, there just are no other fire Pokemon in the Pokedex for the region until afterwards. And the Grand Underground this time around makes it a little less restrictive. (laughs) That's bizarre. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing. I don't understand. That's probably why I love <laughs> I love the fire starter in this game so much because it was kind of like it's well, like necessary. Yeah, it's kind of necessary. God, yeah, you know, I had that's so funny because I had noticed that I was just like, oh, I don't have any fire people, fire uh, Pokemon in my party, mm-hmm. and then the only the only one I run into was Ponita, and I was like, I don't really want Ponita, party, <laughs> so I guess I'm just not having fire. It gets good to know that they're rare to come by. Yeah, because uh, I, I haven't really explored the Grand Underground because that thing's really intimidating to me. I was really <laughs> confused. I was like, is this something new that they added? Because it's just so. I'm sorry. This is this is like total like noob talking. It just feels so off the wall to me that they're like, oh yeah, by the way, no matter where you are, you can just dig underground, and now there's an entire <laughs> other like city underneath the earth that's like the size of the entire region. Like I looked at the map and I'm like. This is just an entire second game, and I feel like I just started the first game. I don't understand. And then you're like, then they're like, you can connect with the internet and connect with your friends. What does that mean? What are you talking about? Oh yeah, y'all have to join a group with me. I've decided. Oh, by the way, I want to do that. I also like, I want to do that. Created a. I also created a group because they told me I could, and then I don't know what to do with it. So I. I don't it's know cool if you to... can be like part of multiple groups or not, or what, or how that'll work, or whatever. If so, I'll be in anybody's group. Um, but I made a group because I was just like, I'm gonna get all my guest co-hosts in this group. <laughs> <laughs> what is? What do you do in groups? Is it a grand underground thing? Or it's a grand underground thing. So, okay. so it's the reason it's called the grand underground, Derek, is because the underground was a part of the original game, but they like sort of they overhauled it for this. It's not wildly different, but I think you can access more. Um, and some of the the sort of like base the base stuff is like totally changed um, to be something way more significant in the original mm-hmm. games like you could have a hideout and you could visit each other's hideouts and it was largely just like a cute novel thing mm-hmm. where like you would gain furniture and different items gotcha. you could decorate like a space in the grand underground connect with your friends largely because the ds was trying to a lot of those games tried to feature just some sort of like online friend 
compatibility because it had that right whereas right. like any other game previous to that you'd have to have a link cable and you weren't really playing together a lot of the time so that's that's what it was it didn't serve much of a purpose so this time around they've tweaked that so that it actually affects what spawns in the underground so like you have a base and you can collect things but they actually like matter and have a consequence or not a consequence of mm-hmm. benefit okay that's i'm sure that if i play actually play a little bit more down there it's not necessary back to this and be like why was i so freaking out about it it just feels really intimidating and overwhelming because it's just so big it, is. it feels like a completely different it's good game. to know though like i know like you really don't need to apologize for the noob thoughts because i think that stuff is valuable right yeah. like I, there's a lot of stuff that i'm sure tommy and i are taking for granted because we've just had we've been sitting on them for 15 years where it's like well of course the grand underground right that's just what it looks like <laughs> yeah well <laughs> you know funny enough like i because i started i started diamond like when it first came out and then i never finished it i actually didn't play much of the underground originally and yeah. when i like picked it back up there was i didn't feel like there was much of a reason to because i was like well i'm not gonna I'm not playing with anybody else. And some of it doesn't even work yeah. anymore. Right. So like, I don't, yeah, I was going to say, I don't think I could even really do it. So like, I, I don't really have much experience with it, but I've just been like, honestly going, I haven't really even connected to the internet. I've just been going underground, like on my own and like doing little mining missions and then being like, oh, there's a mm-hmm. cave over here. Let's see what Pokemon are in there. Cause it's also like, <laughs> not to keep mentioning, but it's like an easy way to like break the challenge that I'm doing. Um, mm-hmm, but sure. like, you know, break it up and like have just like a little. And that's actually where I've spent like, I probably spent like maybe like 20% of my time just like running around in the Grand Underground and just doing um, silly things. The Grand Underground won't be exactly the same as my experience with the Wild Area and Sword and Shield because the Wild Area I've spent literal hundreds oh, of yeah. hours in. Um because you just can this won't necessarily be that bad but i also could sense myself being in there longer than i thought i would be where i was like doug you have not played the game like go play the game because i don't know if i if you give me something where i can like collect stuff it's like the whole thing that pokemon is based on right so i'm like well i want to be able to collect everything down here (laughs) i I know that i can get different colored plates also derek that's where if you want a fossil pokemon i you have to get it from the underground i believe Uh, okay that checks out they were like if you want dinosaurs we know you love collecting stuff so we put a collecting game inside of your collecting game (laughs) yeah exactly exactly that's exactly what it is for me yeah, see, I just want to know what's up with these space and time Pokemon, so I don't really care. I want to find out. I go well, they're not going to be down there, out. probably. Exactly. So that, that's yeah. We'll I may 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 not be spending a whole lot of time down there. <laughs> well, I am excited for whenever we can actually fiddle around, even just with like trading and stuff. It's like it's yeah. so cool to me that all that stuff is so much easier now yeah. than it was even just a couple generations ago. Because like it wasn't hard on 3ds necessarily but it's so much easier now um mm-hmm. and it's just all so smooth and easy so i can't wait to do some of that stuff even if it just means running around the grand underground like a bunch of idiots oh, you know <laughs> i hope it means just that because like or not even that's, just that like we the can other do that stuff we can dig for stuff together but like i would Ooh, love to just run around as idiots with the grand yeah. underground it'd be yeah. so fun yeah i do want to know like what happens if we're hanging out down there and running around like a bunch of idiots and like one of us encounters a pokemon yeah like yeah. I guess it would probably just come up with a little icon that says we're battling or something. Hmm. Yeah, I want to see what happens. I don't, like know, that. I don't know. Yeah, well, for sure. What kind of stuff, like, from just like a gameplay standpoint, what stuff is really like working for you? What's smooth? What feels nice? All that sort of stuff. 
Uh, you know, I'm sorry. This isn't the answer to your question. This is just at the top of my mind, and I can't think of anything else until I get past it. Because <laughs> it is a thing that's like not really work. It's actually not working for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, like, that's not fine. We can start it. there too if we wanted to end on <laughs> on stuff that's smooth. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Because I, I, the, the po. Pokich, Pokich, po- Pokech. Okay. Po- well, first Pokech? off, that name of that Pokech. thing is the worst thing ever. Yeah. And I wish they had changed it because it's the I. It's been a terrible name since 2007. The Pokech. Yeah. Pokech. 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 What? Okay. That thing. I know it is. They just implemented it because the DS had a touch screen. I, yes. I, yeah. I, that's so blatantly obvious. But like. First question, they call everything apps on there. Apps weren't a thing in 2007, right? So they, they, did well, they change that or did they invent the word apps? No, the, I'm, I believe they were called Poketch apps. But I think it was like, I think it was literally just short for like application, which I know is what app is short for. Right. But, but it might be like, sort of a coincidence. But the, the this is what's like weird. Someone will have to check us on this because the iPhone came out, I believe, in 2007. And that's that's where the sort of like mainstreamification or like where it entered right. the zeitgeist of like there's an app for that. Yeah. But I I maybe it was something that was used in like computer software circles or program. Maybe. Like I don't know. But the fact that they basically have an Apple Watch like years before the Apple Watch becomes a thing is really wild to me. Like, the <laughs> apps and stuff. Um, not that like 90% of the apps seem to not matter or do anything or just wait, wait, like, wait. No. It's just another collecting thing. <laughs> Hold on. We put a collecting game inside your collecting <laughs> yeah. game next to the other collecting game. You mean to That's tell all me it is. you haven't used your calculator in the <laughs> middle of playing the game? <laughs> you know one you know which one gets me? Like, it's wild to me. I, I get why, for the nostalgia factor, they kept all the same apps, it seems like, or most of the same ones. Um, but it cracks me up that the sketch, there's a sketchbook or sketchpad app. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's so funny to me that that exists because the whole benefit to that is that it was it's on your bottom screen and you could use the stylus that was already in your hand to jot down notes. Yeah. Like, yeah. it doesn't work that way on the Switch screen. No. <laughs> no. Nope. Nope. Well, and it's so silly. Also, Maybe I I just was not paying enough attention, but like I had the I had like the the I always called it Poketech, which I know it's not because it felt like it was correct, but the Poketch that sounds oh, that's way a better, better name. than po- Poketech, right? I yeah. Anyway, I had it on the screen for like way too long because I didn't know you could just hold the button to like Dude. make it go away. It's really I, annoying. Why didn't they explain I, that for a solid couple hours? Yeah, of all the things they give you a tutorial for, not that, they, uh, I, for literal, like, two to three hours, I was, like, mad. I was happy because I was playing the game, but I was mad that you couldn't turn it off. I went to, like, options and everything. Had no idea until I accidentally did it that you could, you could toggle it off the screen. I was like, well, I guess this is just how they decided to implement the UI now. Like, this is And I didn't, I don't even hate i mean it's it's ter- it's it looks awful but i don't even yeah. hate it being there necessarily i've had it up for certain things mm-hmm. um because the one the only app i ever used on that even back in the day was the the team summary one because then i wouldn't have to go into my menu to see where everybody's hp was and their status mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff so sometimes i'll have it up if i'm like training or or if i'm going through a route that has a lot of trainers or something to know mm-hmm. if i need to go back 
but just the idea that I wasn't going to be able to take it off until I learned I could, I was like, so I was fuming. I was yeah. like, this looks so bad. It's the worst thing ever. I hate this. Yeah. I still pull it up by accident all yeah. the time. And it's really frustrating. You should be able to, not that it matters now, but there, there should have been an option to just disable it entirely so that you couldn't accidentally pull it up. Yeah. Cause it is yeah. an annoying thing to accidentally pull up. And even when you do have it up, um, if you accidentally like expand it, that's annoying too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like being able to very quickly go to the hidden moves, I guess. Like, if I want to mm. fly, like, that's convenient-ish, yeah. but that's about it. Oh, that's <laughs> that's another quality of life thing that, that, that everyone is very happy for is, mm. and, and everybody was very nervous about because Diamond and Pearl is, like, infamous for the HMs uh, and the Badoof of it all. Um, but uh-huh. the, fact that, the fact that HMs are now something you don't have to teach to a Pokemon uh, is one of the greatest... That might actually be the greatest quality of life improvement of the past couple generations. Yeah. So that wasn't in the original Diamond no, and Pearl. Okay, no. I was curious because that took me so off People guard. were terrified, Derek, because Diamond and Pearl had like, I think, eight or nine or something HMs. Oh, And God. so the whole reason that Bidoof, part of the reason that Bidoof is such a meme is because everyone had a Bidoof yep. because Bidoof can learn like six HMs or something. Oh, and you had wow. to carry that Pokemon with you in order to use that HM. So if you didn't gotcha. have a Pokemon in your team that knew cut, you were not yeah, yeah, cutting sure. down any trees. <laughs> I mean, I remember that from the old games, but that does check out why it would be such a big deal. If, Cause I, I did notice that they'd added like, but mm-hmm. uh, like other ones. Yeah. Well, and it's funny. I didn't realize that at first, like even though they explained it like wild Pokemon, I was like, that doesn't sound right. I still like was teaching my, po- my Pokemon like cut and yeah. uh, rock smash until realizing like, Oh, they don't yeah. need to know this. That's, okay. I mean, I did teach someone <laughs> rock smash, but just cause I needed a fighting move. Yeah. So I'm yeah, glad yeah. you still have the I mean, option. I'm still, I'm still <laughs> using them. Like, yeah, yeah, somebody still has rock smash and cut. Cause both of them are like good moves. It's just funny. I was like, Oh, I guess I didn't need to, to do that. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's funny you say that. I don't actually, cause you're the second person who has mentioned like, a similar situation i don't think they did a good enough job explaining how they changed this in this game because someone else i was talking to i think thought they still had to teach the like they had to Mm -hmm. teach the hms to their pokemon because they still give you the move to teach right which is just and they give you more than one so you're like wait do uh, does it what do i do with these yeah and yeah the person i talked to was just like my game's just glitches just keep showing badoof the whole time like doing all this (laughs) it is very sweet that they have sort of honored badoof Mm -hmm. uh by featuring it in so many of the hm cinematics still yeah it's funny justice for badoof (laughs) although i will say they did not honor uh babarel uh because like the i've I'm so weirded out by Bavaro's stance instead of because usually it's like sitting, like you know what I mean. Yep. And in and, and this one, it's like very stiff on like all four legs, and it's just it weirds yeah. me out. I don't know what it is. It's interesting. <laughs> the models in general, and I don't care. I don't really care about graphics in Pokemon games, but it, it felt notable. I feel like the models are like scaled down models, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting because they're using and adapting the same assets. It's not like they had to build these models from scratch or anything. Um, but there's still something about them that feels sort of scaled down. Yeah. A lot of times it has to do with like their facial expressions when they're blinking or like some of the stiffness in their movement. Not a huge deal, but I just it it was it felt notable uh, having come from Sword and Shield, you know. Yeah, and the blinking, I feel like this is going to sound really like I, they're blinking at like very slow frames per second. I feel <laughs> like. like I because like you can watch like the blink and it's like kind of like it's really 
disconcerting <laughs> once you notice it. It's uh it's one of those incidental feels like an older game yeah. <laughs> things, I think. <laughs> Some of the sprite movement or the model movement. Um, one thing, and I would be curious to, to see if either of you have been struggling or if this is purely just a me and, and a coordination thing. But you mentioned, Tommy, that in the tutorials, when you're following somebody, you, you use the grid paths only, no diagonals. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do like you can move that way in this game if you would prefer by using like the D-pad. And there are times where I actually end up doing that because the game map is still built from that same grid sort of mm. structure. Yeah. And I find myself getting stuck a lot or caught on things a lot when I use the freeform movement. Hmm. Is anyone else struggling with that or is that just me? Um, no, I know what you're saying. Um, I, I, I don't feel like I've necessarily gotten caught on stuff, but it, there have been times where I, it's like it, it, it's like veering off in a direction I'm not expecting it to or like it, it is very like it's a lot more awkward than I expected it to be um, at, at various different points in time. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I, yeah, I don't. I don't feel like I'm getting stuck or anything. Like it, for me, it's not noticeable enough that I feel like I'd want to use the D pad instead at certain points. But it does feel like it. It does. It does. That is a part that does feel like you're playing an old game on a new system. You yeah. know, um, like it doesn't. It doesn't feel as uh, as fluid with the movement. Um, I like how fast everything oh, yeah. is, and you run. Like I don't even need to ride my, oh my bike because you run so fast. The fact uh, that you also I, don't have to hold down a button to run. Oh, love it! Yes. Yeah. Oh my god, I love it so yeah, much. So Unless good. you do the D pad, then you do, which is annoying. But whatever. <laughs> oh, I'll that. Yeah. Nope. Uh, the the only the only time I get obstructed movement stuff is when I have my Pokemon walking with me, and then they just like <laughs> are in front of me it's, a lot. It, this is this is where I'm talking about. Is it's it's all just when it's because it's a grid, right? It's all like if it's a single unit column or path like i get stuck on stuff but then also like you can push your pokemon around because there's like no other option yeah you're like yeah oh well i guess i'm in a, a single unit corridor so i'm turning around and now just pushing you <laughs> it's like my favorite so thing yeah, they, yeah. Like, i guess i'll push you through this maze <laughs> they also they didn't like i feel like the uh, collision physics with the pokemon it should pick up like a lot sooner to just like put it behind you like do the disappearing thing and it just doesn't do that um i will also say um i notice when you have like an npc following you which happens a couple of times um their movement is like very weird some of the times um and when you like go to turn around to like talk to them i (laughs) and it's probably is it was probably (laughs) easier if you're using the d-pad but if you're using the 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 joystick um and this is like super in the weed stuff but like when you go to like turn around i kept having them just like teleport like like behind each other and i was like no i want (laughs) to talk to this person like i don't know why you're doing this and i like it was so weird Yeah, there's a little, there's definitely some bugginess around like Pokemon following you or like NPCs mm-hmm. um, and like their space around you. Cause like the, and any NPC that like runs, I think is, is a little bit trickier because when it was on a grid, you just knew you stood in the square where they were going to end up. But when you're using freeform movement, sometimes it's like, did I, did I get it? Nope. Okay. I didn't get it. I'll just wait for them to come back around. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. That, that definitely is, is awkward sometimes. Like I just want to battle you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of Pokemon walking with you like that, yeah. that was a new thing for 
Diamond and Pearl, right? Like, I know that you could have Pikachu walking with you back in Pokemon Yellow or whatever, but, like, Ruby and Sapphire, you couldn't... I think it was new on Platinum. I don't think you could even do it. Oh! Yeah. Right? Am I remembering that correctly, Tommy? Do you know? I think... So, I think that in... I, I may get this wrong, but I think you could when you go to the park where you first... In right. the park, you definitely yeah. could. I think that's why it's limited to certain Pokemon. Right. Gotcha. But but yeah, and then I think... Um, but yeah, I don't think you could have it like in the rest of the game. Gotcha. Gotcha. I that's, like it. I think it's note, really cute. <laughs> I do like it. Oh, it's yeah. Any game that implements that is one of my favorites. It's funny because they didn't have it as a standard thing in Sword and Shield. They added it as like an expansion. And it was like oh, one weird. of the things people were like most excited about when they introduced the expansion was like, Pokemon can follow you. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, there's something about it that's cute and fun. It really, well, especially in Sword and Shield yeah. too, because it's like they all have yeah. like their own speed and like do their own thing. And yeah, it's really, it's really mm-hmm. and they're generally to scale if they can be. Yeah. Like because the scale of the game itself is, ge- is pretty big. Like, oh, I love that. They're generally to scale better than this game for sure mm-hmm. as far as like yeah. scale. I mean, I you know the the scale uh, every the scale is off on everything. That's like the charm on it yeah. for this. So I think yeah. I actually think that's that's what I'm often excited about when I get when I'm like just trying to get out of Pokemon, like getting an Onyx out and being like, "What are you actually <laughs> gonna look like?" Oh yeah, you're gonna look like a little eensy weensy little snake exactly. just floating next to me. Love oh, it. Yeah, you're tiny. <laughs> yeah. I was so sad though. My sh- my Shellos. I really wanted to walk with my Shellos. Because it was, it's been one of my favorites this time around, and it was a little cutie, and then it was too slow to walk with me anywhere. Like it couldn't, it couldn't keep up. I never saw it. Mm. <laughs> it just kept like oh, yeah, teleporting that's how to me, and then I would run away from it, and it would teleport to me, and then run away from it. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how it is with my um, what's oh god, I this is I for, I only know his nickname. Tell us its nickname. The, the, the full Bowser, the fully evolved oh, version, the ver- fully evolved version of Turtwig. I remember that. Uh, what is his fully evolved Torterra. name? Torterra. Yeah. yeah. The, my Torterra is like that. Uh, he's like, I mean, he's a t- tortoise. So like, of course, he's going to be slow. So yeah. I'm glad that that was authentic. But it's funny because I'll just be like <laughs> zoom in and he'll be way far behind and then teleport right behind me. But then I have to teleport again and yep. teleport again because as soon as he catches up with me, I'm like gone. <laughs> Derek, did you see Detective Pikachu? Oh, yeah, I did. Oh, okay. The Torterra yeah. and that are outrageous. Oh, I forgot. I mean, I didn't know who they were at the time. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to. Re- I have to. I'll have to rewatch it after playing this. Now that I know, like you like recognize a, at least new a, friends, a percentage more Pokemon <laughs> yeah. than I did before. Yeah, no, I I had no memory that they were even in that movie. I'll have to look that up. <laughs> that is something actually. Have you found Derek just as you're playing through this? Because I found when I've like gone back and played like older generation games, I'm like, there's there's Pokemon that if I either forgot about or didn't experience when they were first in that generation are you like oh like that's who this is like i i've seen this before Mm -hmm. like that kind of stuff yeah well i it's hard to tell now because i played so much pokemon unite and like even the ones that aren't playable characters that have like the random pokemon that you can just like kill and eat the energy of like so there are things like uh what's what's the, the monkey that one you apom, I think, yeah. that you can prey upon yeah like apom. apom like i saw that in in this game for the first time i was like oh yeah i know you from the other game that, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's what you really look like oh, okay cool um yeah so there's stuff like that but but yeah i mean there are definitely things from just like cultural osmosis that i've seen people post images of not knowing what generation they came from and it's like oh okay so you're you're from this one cool Mm -hmm. 
it does surprise me how many I do recognize though. Like how many from the first generation that's in this or maybe first yeah. two mm-hmm. generations that are still, still in the game at this point. Well, one thing, one thing that I, it took me a very long time to get over, but I'm finally at peace with one of the things that I didn't like about diamond and pearl at the time was that because the Pokemon professor studied evolution specifically, or like this was mm-hmm. part of the theme of the the generation, right? It was like evolution, um, so many previous Pokemon were getting evolutions that never had them before. And in, in my stupid mind at the time, I was like, that's taking up space for like brand new original Pokemon. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, now I like it a lot. But um, at the time I was annoyed because I felt like I was seeing so many like generation one and generation two Pokemon. So yeah. um, hmm. now it's yeah. like nostalgic though. Where I'm like, oh yeah, I'm glad you're here, Geodude. <laughs> Yeah. you're everywhere funny, aren't you because then it's just like well then peek over at like digimon and that's every time i mean every time there's new digimon stuff it's just like yeah you know the digimon you saw before here's 14 more evolutions for the same one. <laughs> oh, you like agumon right here's like here's the seventy thousandth yeah. champion version of agumon and here i was mad because like gliger was getting one evolution after <laughs> never evolving in its whole life yeah <laughs> Well, any other stuff that's been uh, less than smooth or anything that's been a point of uh, pain in the butt? Um, I mean, it's not like, I don't think it's important at all, but I think that the camera is just wacky sometimes, <laughs> especially when you like, because they, you know, when you, when it zooms in, when you're like getting challenged mm. or something like that, there's just sometimes where it just like doesn't work. Yeah. Right. Some weird cuts. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It zooms in and then cuts right back. Yeah. Back. Yeah. yeah. You know, it also, so there's this weird thing that they did where they tried to preserve to a degree, like the initial battle sort of sequence where it was like, it shows you the still artwork of the character. That's, I think, meant to be an homage to the original game. But then because it's a modern game, they have like full animated models of them. So it cuts from this weird, like stiff artwork model to like a 3d model and there's like nothing between it that is the weirdest moment to me every time i battle another trainer yeah I'm like oh that cut is so bizarre it's really weird but i actually like i kind of love it I <laughs> like it tic- it's just I like it's it tickles me like how disjarring it is or not disjarring but how jarring yeah. it is yeah like it's just like Every time it happens, I'm like, oh, they're doing like they're they're doing their character pose, and then all of a sudden, yeah, it's yeah. like right into the 3D. <laughs> like it's so and like the poses are so are often like so like specific, yeah. like because they're trying to be really dynamic, <laughs> and then it just cuts to them just standing. Yeah. You know, <laughs> there's like there's one trainer. I think it's one of the fanatics or something. She's just her her artwork is like her on the ground, surrounded by a bunch of Bonsley, and then yeah, it yeah. just cuts to her like standing yeah. normal. Pokeball right. in hand. Is it like when, when you get challenged to train, do they like show you like a, like their own trading card that has like a photograph of them? Like, oh my like, god, this is my this is my trainer photo oh. um, that I show everyone, and that's what you're seeing. So, Derek, are you aware of the fact that in Pokemon Sword and Shield, you do actually have your own trading card that you trade with other people in the no game? No way, and that you can trade other real people in real life yeah. in the game. Wait, what? You can trade cards of yourself? Yeah. yeah. So, like in the game, you because it's it's. Sort Sort of sports theme yeah. <laughs> the the region because uh, oh, it's based ew. on like Great Britain and and sort of soccer and hooligan culture um, okay. and so yeah you get your own trading card game as a trainer and other people in the game give you your trading card and like Tommy and I could trade trading cards and and then I, his card would show up in my album on my game 
cool, I guess. <laughs> but I love that it, I, as soon as you said that, Derek, I was like, oh, my God, that makes total sense. Like, mm-hmm. maybe that's what it is. Because you do have your, like, trainer, uh, like, even in this game, you have mm-hmm. your, like, trainer profile. Um, so it's yeah. like yeah. maybe they're just, like, flashing their trainer profile at you. And they're like, you know, like, here's my badge <laughs> to show I'm a real trainer kind of thing. Yeah. It's so funny. Their license and their wallet. I will also say right next to their badge case. <laughs> yeah, their badge case. Oh, no. can you imagine if you like flip it and it, like all of your badges fall out? You have to pick them all up. Oh, you open it the wrong way. Yeah. Um. I was also gonna say, uh, speaking of like the, uh, the trainers, there was one. Um. Uh, I I forget the like, uh, type of trainer that it is, but it's like, poke a fan, and I think it's it's like a, a dad and their their child mm-hmm. and the child yeah. is like doing the moves too like as they're like training it's adorable <laughs> i love it it's so cute <laughs> so yeah. much yeah actually i really do appreciate like because i'm assuming that in the original version it was just the still image at that mm-hmm. point still there and might I have been they... like a two-frame animation at the very beginning when you encountered them Gotcha. But I like that they sort of took these, you know, the classic models for these different trainer types and like gave them all a little bit of personality since Mm -hmm. they all have different movements that they're that they're doing as they're standing there, you know, watching the battle. Uh, I think that's really fun. Like and I like just seeing how each one of them reacts to being defeated. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like It's just nice little nice little like details and and tinges of uh, of personality that they imbue in all of these. I I, I appreciate that a lot. So many head scratches. Everybody, Mm -hmm. everybody really goes for the head scratch when they're disappointed. Yeah. There's also (laughs) still like the, the disconnect sometimes between what they say and like what their character models doing. Like there's like one person who's like, they're like, uh, what are you surprised that like, uh, how much I'm smiling even in defeat. And it's like, you're not it's smiling. Just sad. <laughs> yeah. I don't the exact same one. Yep. <laughs> it's like, no, you look very, very depressed about this actually. Yeah. <laughs> Which actually that maybe that's part of her personality that it's just like, she's just in such deep denial and so distressed that it's just like, I'm clearly smiling now. Right. That's how I'm fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. I'm okay with this 11 year old just destroying me in Pokemon battle. <laughs> i i speaking of like the 11 year old kid defeating me i love every time a gym trainer and i guess this isn't specific to this game but like i love any time a gym trainer is like wow i can't believe i was beaten by a child and i was like what is your life what do you do here like what is going on (laughs) you're also like like, how did you become a gym trainer you have like three pokemon and they're all the same yeah. and they're like low level yeah. like how you're the best in the town like no wonder y'all this 11 year old best we have to offer asses. i don't understand <laughs> it took them so long to even attempt to make gyms make any sense in that regard so anytime i revisit like an old game and by old game i mean like literally anything before sun and moon That's uh so it, just any of the gym talk is so funny to me yep. wow yeah. you're like a prodigy i'm like your geodude was level nine <laughs> i don't what are you yeah. doing <laughs> like it's part there's of a the beach right of it. down there i could just go get it something like right i don't even have to it's train part, it <laughs> it's obviously like part of the charm of it and that's the thing that yeah. i love but it is funny like again once you've been away from it for so long and jumping back into it it's just like Oof. Yeah. <laughs> this doesn't make any goddamn sense. <laughs> and I love it for that. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Of course. Um I think the only other thing, um, we already talked about like the weird 
kind of movement and stuff like that there's some like just weird glitches um that and thankfully like i haven't run into any like game breaking glitches but there's always just like just weird mm-hmm. stuff that i feel like happens um and i've seen like a lot of people post about like random different glitches and stuff like that <laughs> online but i saw a funny surf glitch oh god Did you see that one where somebody like was able to get off of the Pokemon they were surfing on and just walk around the water. And then the, the water actually responded to them. Like the physics still worked no for their model moving through the water. Yeah. How does that even make sense? Because I like they would have had to program people walking on <laughs> That's water. That's incredible. But like, <laughs> I don't understand how anything works. It's funny because like there, there's a certain amount of like, that's Pokemon, like, to me, with, like, glitches yeah. and stuff like that. Because, I mean, I, I know y'all remember, like, the older games of, like, just discussing, like, these different glitches and stuff like that. Like, oh, there's, like, like the missing I no... still know exactly yeah. how to duplicate my rare candies. Yeah, exactly. Like, that was, like... I know exactly of... how to do that. Yeah, like, <laughs> and so, like, I kind of... Am, I mean, again, I haven't run into any glitches where it's, like, oh, the game is just broken and I have to, like you know start over or whatever but like some of the glitches Mm -hmm. i've seen are just like you know really funny i've also this was really great i saw someone who duplicated there was like a glitch uh someone was like i hope they have this glitch in like the pokemon diamond and pearl remakes when they they come out and it was like someone riding their bike like down a river and like someone was able (laughs) to duplicate that in like these games oh my gosh (laughs) it was just wild weird yeah (laughs) that's that would even still be possible because they even though it's like faithful like they still built it from the ground yeah. up like it's not a, it, there's nothing about this that is built on the old right. framework well i shouldn't <laughs> yeah. i shouldn't say they do like they didn't do the exact same thing it was just really fun like sure. someone did like someone w- was riding their bike in a like how they got there i don't yeah. know i'm not 100 certain which is really funny like <laughs> they were able to duplicate the result yeah. if not the process <laughs> right right yeah <laughs> but like stuff like that like it's just so funny, funny to me where it's like oh i found a way yeah. to go outside the map it's like all right cool mm-hmm. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I had one game crash, but it was it was when I was going into the Grand Underground, and there couldn't have been a better time for the game to crash because it saves before you do that. So I was like, oh, I like had a moment of panic for a second, just like because anything crashed, and then was reminded like, oh, well, I literally just saved. So if crashes are related to the Grand Underground, at least there's that sort of like cushion. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, mm-hmm. um, auto save. Um, oh, yeah. Turned it off immediately. Oh, really? What? Oh, I, oh yeah. I don't. I do not mess with autosave in a Pokemon game. <laughs> that's that's huh. a good call, actually. <laughs> oh, I guess that does yeah. make sense because yeah. I'm I'm a I'm a sore loser. If I lose, I'm soft for starting that game immediately. I'm not losing, oh, and I don't know if this is inf- it, it. It's not even necessary anymore because I I think I tested this in Sword and Shield. Like I don't think you even lose money for losing anymore. I, I don't think there's you a do cost- no you do. Do you because I I lost to one? a gym I lost to a gym leader okay and lost well then I'm money. glad it's still programmed into me because I think they might have even taken that out of Sword and Shield yeah um, but but it's so ingrained in me from like playing the Elite Four like save very intentionally you know yeah that when they added the auto save feature to I think it was Sword and Shield was the first time they did it I was like nope immediately turning that off <laughs> <laughs> I don't want anything to that go wrong sense. plus um. Not that I'm shiny hunting, but if you ever shiny hunt like yeah. single encounter things, like you you can't have it on. There are shinies in this. Oh, there's shinies in every single game since uh Gold and Silver, baby. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I thought that was a new thing. I feel like I never heard anyone talk about shinies until like three years well, ago. I, 
Because they were so much harder to get, to be quite honest. I was going to say, I really didn't know, honestly, about them until, like, later in life. Because I was like, and someone was like, oh, yeah, talking about Shinies. And I was like, what is this? Like, I have no idea. I could have had Shinies in, like, my games and never knew it. Like, you know what I mean? You might have, especially in the old Mm -hmm. ones. Sometimes it's hard to tell. I used to Game Shark the crap out of my uh, gold, silver, and crystal games to get Shiny stuff. And to force the Legendary Beasts to appear. Yeah. because they were annoying and oh, just yeah. hopped around the map randomly. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. So they've been around. Watch, Derek's next thing is going to be shiny hunting. He's going to go from having, like, not God. really thought about Pokemon that much at all for, like, 10 years to being, like, a dedicated shiny hunter. <laughs> I cannot express how not my vibe that kind of thing is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So not going to happen. Uh, especially when, like, the shiny is, like, just slightly different. Like... Than mm-hmm. the other one. Yeah, is aren't they like it's just like an orange Pikachu or whatever? Like, why is it called well, shiny? I don't understand. Well, sh- the word shiny doesn't make any sense aside from the fact that they glitter. Like that's how you know. Oh. Like oh. when they come out of their Pokemon, I didn't know they even like yeah, when they appear and when they come out of their Pokeball, they like glitter. Like there's gotcha. like a star effect or whatever. Some of them are yeah, some of them are barely different. Like Garchomp, which I know you know from Unite, it's shiny is almost indecipherable. Oh yeah, and then you have like Espeon, which is normally purple is like lime green like it there's no rhyme or reason some shinies are hilarious and some shinies are stupid the first shiny well i think the first shiny that i knew i got uh actually was in uh sword uh of all things and it was the first one that i like caught just like out in the wild just like full odds yeah popped up and it it was um uh i think i caught actually now that i'm saying that it might have been in a den anyway whatever uh but it was uh gengar and that's another one that it's like very slightly just slightly off um from like the original it's slightly off until it like it's mega evolution yeah it's mega evolution is like white which is a way better shiny Mm. color for gengar yeah it has like a little anyway we don't have to get into shiny but like it was it was one of those things where it was like i was excited about it but then i was also just kind of like it's 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 kind of not really all there. Couldn't you be like <laughs> hot pink or something? Right. Or gold. Is it are they also called shiny cuz like holographic cards are shiny like the trading cards? I don't Is know. Like a reference to that maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. That's all I was thinking of. Sorry. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> that was just on Look, my you're mind. already becoming way too interested in shiny Pokémon, Derek. I think oh. you need to Take a break. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. We're just gonna try to just like keep pushing you towards t- towards shiny. Yeah. Ending. <laughs> oh, teach God, you all about the Masada method and odds and what? how you can increase you know different outputs and international Pokemon's effect on shiny breeding. If y'all, oh, God. I I have a friend who borrowed my uh, Soul Silver uh, mm-hmm. during the pandemic. Purely because they wanted to try to do a shiny lock. <laughs> oh my god! Including like the starter, so they had to like they were like hard resetting or how whatever you have to do at the start of yeah. the game to just get a shiny. You have to start starter. the game over and over and over yep. again. <laughs> like you can't. Yeah, that's that's awful. I actually need to reach back out to him <laughs> to see how far along he is, and that's to see if I can get my soul silver back from him. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Well, what what stuff are our folks? I mean, we've covered a bunch of stuff, but I don't know if there's anything sort of still out there. But what are what are folks loving? What's really really working, surprisingly or unsurprisingly? Music. I love the music. <gasps> I love the music of Pokemon games. 
the this Pokemon has good music. Yeah, it really yeah. does. And like the soundtrack for Diamond is like, oh, it's just so good. <laughs> yeah. And I am I am legitimately like intrigued by what the actual story to this is going to turn out to be cuz I don't really like I mean obviously like the mechanics of it are there where it's just like a team that's like antagonistic and it's going <laughs> to have something to do with legendary. Like I get that. Um but I don't really know exactly how it's going to play out even though I could maybe make some guesses. I don't really know for sure. And I am mm-hmm. legitimately intrigued. And I like that whole theme of just like galactic cosmic Pokemon related stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's all really fascinating. Yeah. yeah I- what is your connection between space and Pokemon? <laughs> yeah. Well, I just love the idea that like in the Pokemon universe, like <laughs> mythology is just so like ev- all, all myths are just true. Like, yeah. oh yeah, Pokemon created the universe and we have physical evidence of that. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's-, it's very, it's very, it feels simultaneously very, of course, like Japanese yokai, you know, folklore, sure. all that sort of stuff. But it also, in a way, feels very like when it comes to the legendaries, it feels very like Greek mythology, yeah. where yeah, it's like, oh, you yeah. just, you're just like, you're a deity that's in charge of water, but also like I could touch you if I wanted to and kill you. Mm-hmm. Like it's, yeah. <laughs> it's like very that. Oh, or trap you in a ball really and, and <laughs> trap you in a ball and use you to like fight smaller, cuter creatures. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please step on that electric rodent. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I think all of. I mean, I think in 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 these games too. I I, I think the mythology and like the idea of like the legendary Pokemon and stuff like that. It's just, it's, it's very, very intriguing. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Especially when you compare it to um, like the original games where it's like, you have the legendary birds and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, they're element based and things like that. But you know, what, what they're not gods, right? Right. Like they're, they're, they're gods again in maybe a more like East Asian sense where like they're sort of tears, but like the legendary beasts are literally just, dogs that are sort of mystical and run around this one region like you don't even see them anywhere else yeah. it's not like they're gods of the world you know <laughs> they're like regional gods <laughs> yeah whereas this one it was just very much and again i'm i'm hesitant i i, I already have like i've said like all of he knows time and space yeah. is involved but like <laughs> yeah, yeah. i love the idea of just like how they like really go out there in this generation with yeah. like being like oh yeah like pokemon or you know they like like derek was saying like they they created you know the world that we're in it's like oh shit yeah <laughs> they really jumped you know yeah. they really went yeah. from like these are birds that are rarely seen to like these are sort of like mystical dogs to like (laughs) this is the god of the ocean and the god of the land and the god of the sky to like here's just straight up god yeah yeah this is the creator of all things heaven and hell like yeah okay (laughs) yeah and i don't know like i don't know where the games after this go with that because it feels like they've kind of reached an apex at this point but obviously they keep going so they keep going somehow yeah <laughs> they, they keep going somehow find a way. is the best way to put it <laughs> um i mean for for me i mean we already talked about like the grand underground and and stuff like that i mean i just i i i both i i really really like how they were very dedicated to to just being super faithful um to the games and usually mm-hmm. like i don't care about that like i i I'm usually like the type of person if I'm I'm playing a remake, I'm like, you know, give me like a lot of improvements and they do have the quality of life improvements, but they like managed to just hit the charm like 
as like perfectly like to, to the point where it's like i feel so joyous when i'm playing this game like it just mm-hmm. feels so much like like the original but just very very brilliant and very shiny you know what i mean like like they just really polished it like it feels it's like you polished your badges and they're shining at you and you're really proud of what's happening in these moments (laughs) there's a uh there's a um a person that you meet in and i'm gonna say the name wrong because i just say the names wrong all the time but in uh florama town the the like flower place Mm -hmm. um who says um shoot i had it up but they say um they're like, I just love being amongst the flowers. Right? I love being here, like amongst it. Like, um, did you come here to feel at peace too? And like, I first saw that, and Aww. I was just kind of like, No, game, shut up! Like, you don't know me. <laughs> sure, <laughs> no, I'm playing man. this game right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's so real, yeah. though. It is, and you know, when they when they initially announced that they were doing faithful remakes, I was like, not for it i was like this is a waste like if you're gonna do a remake like the those games are still relatively accessible although less so after the past couple of years um and they still for the most part hold up so like do something different expand upon it whatever but as i've been playing this game like it really it's it is faithful but it feels you know what it is it's like it's taking the thing you have nostalgic feelings for and actually making it feel a little bit more like you remember it right because this feels nicer than playing diamond or pearl this feels Mm -hmm. smoother or more charming in some way even though all the dialogue's the same the characters the same right like it's just taking that thing that you remember really fondly but is actually rough around the edges and just smoothing everything out and that feels so nice yeah and i like it so much more than i would have expected for that reason i i i I hope this isn't not that we need to look to the future of like a remake of black and white necessarily Kyle stop it <laughs> but um but I hope they don't necessarily only do this moving forward but for now like in this moment right now it like is really really hitting the spot yeah for yeah, sure and absolutely. I have to just just so that I can get it right because I actually I found the quote again and it's way more powerful but the person says Ooh. they say I simply love it here the atmosphere is atmosphere is so uplifting and then right after that, they say, you came here to get emotionally healed, too, didn't you? Oh, oh my God. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> the I, thing, I, mean, and yeah. I think that's, I mean, obviously that's in the original game, but like seeing that yeah. like, as I was playing it, I was like, oh, my God, what? Like, mm-hmm. What are you talking about? I'm just playing a game. Yeah, I yeah. love those things, yeah. though. And Pokemon, like Animal Crossing does it very intentionally, right? It's like, it's very much like very much the vibe but pokemon i feel like does it kind of incidentally a lot because of just the world they've sort of established not that the world makes any sort of sense or or follows any sort of rules Mm -hmm. but generally speaking like it's a world full of kindness it's generally like a socialist world Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you know even though you Uh buy things like anything that really really matters or is like literally life or death like everybody's just helping you it's free Free health care like it's just it's like people get to go out on journeys because it's their calling and people are constantly talking about like this was my dream and i'm doing it and all that sort of stuff like it just explores all those scenes so it's it's like perfect for those little moments where like it doesn't it feels significant but it doesn't feel out of place or like saccharine necessarily yeah, you're just yeah. like that's just the world i'm in right now yep yeah it <laughs> yeah. just fits it just fits really well and honestly like what they did with the art style i think just adds to it like the very like really cutesy characters and things like that i think it just like amplifies it so much which is 
I mean, you were talking about this, Doug. Like, I thought there's a lot about this game that I was just like not super sure of, and there's a lot of discourse online and stuff like that. Um, and I'm just so when is there not? <laughs> it, yeah, but I'm just so happy that like it's like I have just been like it's been a, everything that I hoped it would be and more. Like it's just been mm-hmm. it's really like like you said it just really hit the spot. It's such an interesting thing they've done the past like five ish years, like just going over five years because just over five years ago, Pokemon go came out and then the let's go Pikachu and Eevee games came out and then sword and shield came out. And then these are coming out and then Arceus is coming out. And it really feels like anybody who jumped on at Pokemon go and then sort of went all in at Pokemon go or returned at Pokemon go or whatever is really getting like a full sort of journey Mm -hmm. wherever they sort of pop in because they're going from something they could play on their phone to like a low barrier of entry game to like a full on core series next generation thing. And then if, in Sword and Shield, and then they get like a new release that's like a retro flavor. And then they're going to get a game that's that's narratively in the same region, but like a prequel. Like there's like it's there's it's really interesting to sort of like imagine what the conversation was of like them envisioning like a new fan's journey from this point forward. Like, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm saying, but there's something interesting about it that feels even more like a, a like a, a very quiet, not that Pokemon needed a renaissance, but it feels like a quiet, like new yeah. phase. And I, I'm hesitant to say generation because that means something specific in mm-hmm. Pokemon, but it does feel like a, a new, subtle, un, unannounced era of Pokemon. No, I think that checks out because like from my from my experience, I, I forgot that I went hard on Pokemon Go for, for a little while like mm-hmm. in the beginning when everyone else did and then I fell off when a lot of people did too. But even though I didn't like stick with it or, or, or go kind of continue to go hard on it until more recently, like that definitely was still my like re-entry point into like being like paying even just half attention mm-hmm. to what was happening in Pokemon and remembering like, Oh yeah, Pokemon was cool. I did enjoy it for, for the few years that I, that I was playing those games. And I think is the reason why I was open to sort of like dip back into it now, once I had the modern console. And like, I think it is just, I think that they have done a good job of sort of like appealing to that, that sort of re-entry audience that like I've been a part of the wave of mm-hmm. without it feeling like pandery. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it doesn't feel like they've been like, Oh, you're back. Okay. Well, here's everything that you've ever wanted from a kid from when you were a kid. Right. Like it's still, it's just been sort of been like doling it out slowly in little, in little pieces that are sort of like modernizing things while also hearkening back to what I knew of as a, as, as a, as a younger person. So mm-hmm. I think it's been really smart the way that they've done it. Like, like you said, like has a quiet sort of uh, a resurgence rather than trying to go super hard on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like for the most part, it hasn't like it, the hardest core of hardcore, like purest Pokemon, like, you know, whatever generation was the peak of Pokemon folks, it's going to leave them behind a little bit. But I feel like for the most part, like anybody who isn't angrily yelling about Pokemon, I don't think has felt alienated. Like I've, I've kept with Pokemon this whole time and I don't feel like any of those things have like alienated me as a long-term fan. Um, like, I don't think any of that quiet new era has come at the expense of a large chunk of established mm-hmm. fans. Yeah. I mean, you're still getting new games that aren't right? remakes. Yeah. Like it's not like that's, this is the only thing that's happening. Well, and yeah. from, I mean, t- from a callous business standpoint, like <laughs> the, the, 
they don't need to necessarily like cater to that audience because like we have a friend no property does right and, and like <laughs> that we, population is always the smallest <laughs> like we have a really good friend who like literally goes back and just plays all of the old games and does challenges and stuff like that with all of them like they have mm-hmm. all of them and they can keep going back and replaying them without having to like buy the new games like and if yeah. they they don't like them then they're just you know not going to pick them up they can just go back and play you know uh, gold silver ruby sapphire like for the 50th time and they have and they will like you know what i mean yeah. so like and they're all modded out to heck and beyond yeah yeah absolutely there's like endless variations of those those generations too so no i mean i i, I really like what you how you you put that of like this quiet era because i i was i was kind of that way too where i was like really hesitant against like especially like the let's go um games but even those like you know i watched uh cassie my partner play those uh a lot and i was like i didn't think that would be for me but watching you play it like i'm kind of really intrigued by it and like now i kind of want to go back and like start those and things like that so um, i enjoyed it i when i was able to sort of like really embrace what that game was as opposed to the games i had played um i really enjoyed it and then when I went back to like complete everything, I found myself really excited to go back to it. So it clearly left a bigger impression than I thought it would, as I think most of these things are, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've played, I'm sure, I don't know. They wouldn't listen to this podcast anyway. Cause we've called these types of fans out all the time. The like Dexers or the net Dexers or whatever, whatever. They're not listening. And if you are, I don't know why you're still listening, but um, <laughs> they would hate to hear that like sword and shield are the Pokemon games. I've put easily the, the highest number of hours into. And again, I've been with the series yeah. since the beginning. Well, so <laughs> and, and it makes sense too. Right. Because like they're, I, it, and I'm the same way. I mean, they're like the easiest to just pick up and play a lot of the times, like, and still mm-hmm. have like a great experience. Like there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with the experience. I mean, there's things to like pick apart and there's like things you might dislike about them but like it's still a fun it's still a fun game at its core um but it's also just like not as super grindy i mean i find myself like if i if i want to play like an older game like it's so hard for me to do that and even when i was playing like when i was playing original diamond over again the pace of those games is so Mm -hmm. slow like it's so painful now like after you go go play like sword and shield or like um you know like (laughs) but derek you should you should continue your journey and play black and white (laughs) (laughs) just saying but like it's just it's just but i agree with you tommy i do (laughs) like i mean after you get over a a hump like you you can just like fall into it but like it is it is starting off it's like really slow whereas like the new, new games you pick up it's like go 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 and it's really it's really quick yeah it's like, I ain't got time for that. I'm an adult. I got other stuff. I got other responsibilities. <laughs> if you don't have all those responsibilities and you have plenty of time to grind, then like more power to you. But the rest of us like not speed it up, speed it up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, honestly, it means I have more people to play with. So I'm, I'm fine with that. Yep. <laughs> Anything that's going to going to keep people engaged and lower that barrier of entry without, you know, compromising what the game is and none of those games have like this is still i've heard through the grapevine that the elite four in these games these remakes are brutal so it's not like they made them the games just Mm -hmm. easier oh yeah they just improved the experience yeah so i'm looking forward to see how true that is because i believe the platinum 
Elite Four are notoriously oh, just yeah. horrendous. So I wonder oh, if they mimicked that a little bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, cool. even in I, I remember like playing the Elite Four and Diamond, and they were like not easy. <laughs> like they're either yeah. like. Um, they shouldn't be. They're your final bosses. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm. I have no problem with very difficult elite fours. It's a. Yeah. It's. It's the big. Bo- it's the big bad. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, any other any other spare things people want to shout out about this game? Any any highlights on your teams? Any Pokemon that you're like super super into or that are your stars right now? My Torterra. I really like him. He's really cool. I was a good. Sh- I was. I'm glad that I chose him because I was all the all the starters looked really cool this time around. So I was mm-hmm. on the fence, but I, I just liked having a turtle dude, mm-hmm. and I've really uh, I really like him. He's really neat. I also like. <laughs> I don't even. I like the uh, uh, Krakatoon. Krakatoon. Oh, Krakatoon. Yeah, Krakatoon. Because yeah, <laughs> I caught him at first, and I, I I caught him when he was in his previous form. I forgot yeah. what his first form was, but I mean, it was just like oh, a little like composer elizabethan <laughs> mozart bug that's mm-hmm. cute i named him sir bugs a lot um, and then he evolved and he rules i like the look of his little mustache i love um, that you named I, I i saw that you had one and, and that you were nicknaming and i really appreciated your your bugs a lot mine is a uh, bard bug <laughs> Ooh, i love that i love that i also love the uh love i, I don't he might end up ha- being swapped out for another one, but for a while I've really enjoyed um, Murkrow, who mm-hmm. I renamed Murderer because, you know, a murder of crows. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's also yeah. funny when people are like, oh, your murderer seems to really like you. <laughs> um, I have a Murkrow too, Derek, and I do think it might be worth keeping it around. Okay, because I like that he can be like dark and ghost and flying. Like, that seems pretty legit. Um, I know you can evolve them with like some with a stone or whatever. I haven't looked mm-hmm. up exactly how to do it. Um, That's what I'm talking about. I, I just didn't know if okay. like how much you knew. I, <laughs> I knew that. Well, I looked it up because I was because I wasn't sure if I if I was going to keep him in my party or not. Or if I, and then I was just like, okay, well, he's not going to evolve anytime soon anyway because I'll have to find an object. Mm-hmm. But um, but it's still fun to have in my party because I like a, I like what he looks like when he does astonish. It's really cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I'm very tactical the way that I play these Pokemon games. Oh, no, I, clearly, <laughs> I, it, I don't care about stats at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't play competitively. I'm too stupid to do that. Um, and so I just, I, my first playthrough of any game, it's literally just like who seems cool and seems like yeah. is going to be able to hold up. And then any replay after that, I usually will try to prioritize using stuff I've never used before. So like this time around using Shellos and now Gastrodon, uh, I've right. never used that before. I've never, I don't think I've ever used any water ground type before. And there's a, a handful of them. So I really wanted to give that a shot and I freaking love it. Yeah, actually, I'll just go through my whole party because actually sure. I do yeah. like the party that I have right now. So yeah, like I said, I have uh, Torterra, who is named Bowser. Um, I have a Krakatoon named Sir Bugs a lot. Uh, a Murkrow named Murderer. I have an Onyx named Tremor, like after the uh, after the the, the oh, Tremors movie. That's, that's such a good name. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a. I, have, I literally just opened up my game. I have a Floatzel. A float soul that I named Long Boy because when he was a bo- bo- boozel, he was a long boy. And I have a Luxray named Sparky, 
which is like super basic, but it just seemed perfect. Yeah. I really like him a lot too, which was surprising because he's such an, you know, you get him. So you get a, you can get a Sphinx or Sphinx, whatever he's called so early. <laughs> um, but then he evolved and he looks like his, his yeah. full evolution looks so cool. Yeah. Lux, and... that whole Shinx line is like really Shinx. That's what it is. Legit. <laughs> like it's, it's, yeah. I, I was going to try not to use it because I was like, well, I don't want to lean on it too much. I'm pretty sure it was in my party last, like when I first played through, but then I just couldn't, I couldn't get it yeah. off my team. I was like, I'm going to keep yeah. you. You're, you're just He's too so good. Leg- yeah. You're just too good. You don't feel like a, an early game catch you know like yeah like a well actually pidgeot's dope too but like you're not like a, a ratata or a spiro or something that i'll use for a little bit and then like replace with something more specialized you know yeah that's what i figured i'd do but then as as he evolved for one because he looks super cool in his yep. final evolution but also like i don't know it's just a great all of his moves are all of his moves that he learns are good just having an electric type has been a real boon mm-hmm. um I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't for I figure like at first I was just like, I don't know if I want to keep all these early ones in my party the whole time. But then I'm like, but I also like them and I'm going (laughs) to end up getting like legendary stuff eventually anyway that I will have to I will switch out for. So might as well use them while I while I can for as long as I can. Why not? (laughs) Tommy, who you got? Um, for me, so I was really excited. Um, I just found like a gold bat like super early in, uh, in the the grand underground, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know, I just love gold bat. I in a in a game literally just like that I started the past few months ago, Tommy. I was like, I'm gonna actually use Zubat. I was always so annoyed by Zubat oh, yeah. that I never used one. It's never mm-hmm. been on my team. And so I just recently did that. I was really happy to see you were using yeah. one as well. <laughs> well, and for me, like, I'm kind of the same way. And I was like, but now I can not have to use Zubat. I can just use Golbat <laughs> like, instead. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's on my team right now. I have, um, oh, and so <laughs> the theme for my names are all uh, Donkey Kong <laughs> themed. Um, I saw that. <laughs> because um, I started with uh, Chimchar. Uh, and so... Mm-hmm obviously that's got to be diddy kong um and so diddy kong is on my team still now um and then i i'd mentioned uh bronzor who is benny who i don't know when this happened became like that evolution evolutionary line just became one of my favorite like evolutionary Mm -hmm. lines that's i when i caught one and i was like this dude seems really strong and i think i might want him in my party but i didn't put him in my party but I still think I might like. Him, I mean, especially after mm-hmm. you've been talking talking them up. They're, I mean, it's just a tank. Like the the like defense is yeah. just so high. Um. Anyway, but I also really like my Onyx, and when he evolves into a Steelix, then I'll have my my Steel on lockdown, so I wouldn't. I don't know. We'll, we'll yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I have so right now I have uh Jirachi in my party, which I mm-hmm. I don't really want. Um, I kind of want to swap them. I mean, I. Obviously, it's awesome because it's Jirachi, <laughs> um, but I, I kind of am like, eh, it's like a little too powerful for what I'm trying to do. So I'm going to swap them out at some point. It always point. feels a little weird to like travel with a legendary or a mythical yeah. Pokemon. Like, I just have this. There's something about it. Yeah, it. Like, I had Mew and Let's Go and I eventually took it out of my party because I was like, 
I shouldn't be battling like Misty with a Mew, right? Right. Like I'm just kind of like I don't want to do this. Like you know what I mean? Like, um, mm-hmm. and then I have, and so that's talks. Oh, and my uh, Golbat is Floral, which is the most perfect name. I feel like. Um, what is that a reference to? Is that reference to a Donkey Kong thing as well? Yeah. Um, it's I can't remember, but it's like a bird or something from one of the games. Um, <laughs> gotcha. Um, I'm using like a, I just am like using the wiki list because I'm like, all right, I need another name. <laughs> It's mm-hmm. um, and then I have um, uh, I have my Clefairy, who is Candy Kong, um, and then a Magmar, which I also found in the Grand Underground, um, which is Swanky Kong. Oh, nice. So that's- Wait, are you playing Pearl or Shining Pearl? I am, yes. All right. At some point, I'm going to want to trade you for a Magmar because I don't think I can get it in my game. Yeah, for sure. Oh, nice. So I got to find whatever I think probably Electabuzz. Yeah, absolutely. I can definitely uh, I can definitely do that. But yeah, that's my team right now. I have had some uh, some pretty painful, as I mentioned, some pretty painful deaths that have happened. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I had a uh, Squawks, the Saravia um, that was with me for, mm. for a while. And uh, I can't remember what took. I can't remember how that Pokemon went down, and uh, but it was. I just remember being devastated because I'm a huge like bird Pokemon fan, and um, yeah, I just haven't, I haven't, I haven't caught oh. one. So you're like Faulkner's protege. I know, the one, <laughs> like the one Pokemon gym leader that doesn't have like a specific type based. Like there is specifically a bird yeah. gym, even though almost all birds are flying type. Like I always thought that was interesting. Like oh, you're not a flying type. Yeah gym leader you're a bird type gym leader specifically okay. <laughs> birds um but yeah that's uh that's my team and it's just been you know I, i'm i'm really glad that i'm like allowing myself to just catch what i want to and not just doing the first thing in every route because i was like that would kind of be kind of <laughs> that gets kind of boring mm-hmm. um and yeah, so yeah I, can at least, I can at least uh kind of get the team that i want yeah i think the one time i started doing a true nuzlocke i think i just had like a bunch of ratata on my team and i was like this is stupid <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to do this yeah yep. yeah i i definitely have a bunch of overlap with both of you i i also have a luxury i named it miles after morales oh um, yeah i also started with um chimchar i named it i don't know how if i'm saying this right but sariatu i guess was the name it was kubo's mom's name in kubo and the two strings oh. Uh, oh neat. Which if you haven't seen, I won't say much more than that, but it's named after that character. Um I do also have a Murkrow named Tilly Twist, which is named after a famous female gangster. <laughs> nice. Um and then the two Pokemon that I don't think either of you mentioned, I have a Gastrodon on my team named Slug Thula. I'm naming those two after the <laughs> the Boulets, Slug Thula and Slug Morda. Love it. Um and then a Krogunk named Battletoad. <laughs> Oh, I love it. That's so good. The Gastrodon that I caught, I I named it I Must Scream (laughs) after I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream because it just looks like images that I've seen like depicted from that story. I don't know why I didn't like Shellos and Gastrodon sooner because their designs are perfection. I don't, they are just so... They're like goopy and cute, but also like clearly living an existential horror. Like it's so bizarre. I love them. I love them so much, and I'm so happy to to have them on my team. <laughs> 
Well, um, we have been talking about this much longer than even I thought we would and probably could for much more. So I think I'm going to cut us off. (laughs) Um, But uh, but I am I'm very excited that all three of us are are in on it. It means that we can play and fiddle around with some of the online stuff in the future. And it means I've got trade partners with um, because Kyle still doesn't have his copy. The mail is taking too long and not getting oh, Kyle his copy. That is brutal. I know. He's yeah. like, he's. I'm, I'm exposing our conversation. He's like, I'm surviving on review videos. And I was like, that's so sad. Oh, I'm so sad. Oh, I, <laughs> I just want you to be able to play it. Yeah, I, I feel um, oh, I feel so bad. <laughs> but general positive feelings, it sounds like, which is exciting. Um, obviously, you know, the furthest any of us has gotten is halfway through the badges. And there's still so much more after that. So... Um, I, I, for victory road, I'm not going to necessarily end our coverage here. Um, my goal is for our next episode to be, um, hopefully with Kyle, but with, with, you know, some folks later in the game as well to give some more overall impressions. So we will revisit brilliant diamond and shining pearl, um, either next week or the week after. So if, uh, if you are loving, uh, brilliant diamond and shining pearl content, there's more on the way in the meantime, Thank you to both of you uh, for joining me to mm-hmm. talk about these games. Um, Derek, where can people find you if they would like more Derek content? And what is that content? <laughs> yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Derek B. Gale. I also have a YouTube channel called Second Chance, which just has some video essays looking at bad or divisive media, but from a positive lens. Uh, I do podcasts with Doug, but I assume he's going to plug them at the end, <laughs> so I can let you do that. I'm sure you got a whole spiel. <laughs> I can plug those. <laughs> Tommy, if uh, people want to find more of you and whatever you're working on, where would they do that? And what are you working on? Sure. Um, so you can find me on Twitter. I am at Awkward Comma. Um, and you can actually follow our uh, our Star Wars podcast, uh, which Doug mentioned as well. Um, I do that with my partner where we're just watching all the different Star Wars animated TV series. Um, and we are at Distant Echoes SW on Twitter. And you can just find us. Uh, we're Distant Echoes, a Star Wars podcast on yes. any of your your podcasting platforms that you listen to. I need to watch Visions because I am so I'm behind now on your podcast uh-huh. because I haven't watched Visions like a dingus. It's so fun. I was so excited for it too. I don't know why I haven't watched it yet. Um, if you are liking what we're doing here on Victory Road, you can find more of what I'm doing all over the place. You can find me on Twitter at Ikibuli. That's I-C-K-Y-B-O-O-L-E-Y. Or on my other podcasts, uh, Walloping Web Snappers. Uh, it's a Spider-Man cartoon deep dive podcast where Derek and I are uh, talking about every Spider-Man cartoon ever made. Uh, Falling with Style, where Derek and I are watching every Pixar movie uh, in chronological order. And if you're into books and video games and dabble in pop culture you can listen to me on a podcast called novel gaming uh, where my friends katie and vicky and i catch up on all of the entertainment we have been consuming lately Um, for information on the show or to send your thoughts about brilliant diamond and shining pearl which i'm happy to share on the podcast if you share with me uh, you can uh, find us on twitter at victory road pod and if there's anything in the world of pokemon you know a whole lot about and you'd like to appear on the podcast or just stuff you'd like us to talk about let me know until next time i am headed back to the pokemon center i didn't think of an outro to play more of the game that i like bye <laughs> to connect with me in a local room and trade my onyx yeah, ooh, so i can ooh. get a steelix yes until next time i'm headed to the pokemon center to trade with derek yeah. <laughs> see you later bye <laughs>